Hello, and welcome to the MLM.com podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Rollins, and today we continue our series with Nancy Topler on engagement with both employees and distributors. Uh, hello, Nancy. Hi, how you doing? Good. Good. Uh, so I'm just going to let you dive in on this and give us a little background about what we're going to be discussing today. Okay, so I always like to say, uh, you know, startling statistic. That's my public speaking background. I like to start with a startling statistic. You spend more than a third or at least a third of your day with work relationships. You spend a third of your, your day sleeping. So there's another third where you spend commuting. And there's some research that suggests if you have a teenage child, you only spend 15 minutes a day with that teenage child speaking one-on-one. So... Wow. Relationships at work are huge. They're a big part of who we are. Uh, I thought the other thing I ought to do before we get too far into this is define what a relationship is. Yeah. A relationship is a situation where you have the ability to adapt your behavior to the unique characteristics of the other person as well as to the unique characteristics of the relationship with that other person. Let's get it out here early on. You can have bad relationships and good relationships. Right. (laughs) You might adapt your behavior to a bad relationship just as much as you do a good relationship. It's still a relationship. But we're going to talk about good relationships today, how those help you in the work. And and the benefit that comes from them in the workplace, right? And, And by definition, friendships or relationships are mutually beneficial if it's one-sided, people soon go, I'm not, right, they grumble, they right. say, no, thank you, too much work. This is too yeah. much work, this relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's one-sided. So, yeah. And just real quick, I, I wanted to talk about w- what you said to lead off there, which is that for it to be a relationship, you've got to adapt because of what you know about the person, right? Yeah. So uh, even if you interact with somebody regularly if you don't know enough about them to adapt you're not really having a relationship yeah the, right? the, the fact that you talk to the same coffee person at starbucks every right. morning you don't have a relationship with them unless you know enough about them to know they don't like to make pumpkin lattes it makes them nauseous i mean you got to know enough and have enough experiences together. Plus, it has to be mutually beneficial. How are you benefiting the person behind the counter? You're not. Yeah. They're doing it because they're paid. Okay. <laughs> so, if somebody's paid to be with you, it's not a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> now, so I will ask that question, though, and then I know we've got more to dig into, but with a distributor and a company, can they actually have a relationship you know, they. I guess it is mutually beneficial. You want them to buy your product. They want you to have the product sell. And uh, so I guess that one, you yeah, can you, eventually. You can have what I ha- like to call pseudo relationships. Okay. Right. When Delta Airlines sends me a letter in the mail saying they love having me as a customer and they'd like to give me $50 on the next flight. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like we're in a relationship, but we're not. Right. <laughs> you're pretending. You're talking to me like we have a relationship with each other, but we don't. But right. in MLM, if we're talking about distributors and companies, you have at least top distributors who the company adapts for them and the distributor adapts for the company. So there is that mutual influence on each other as well as mutual benefit. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that MLMs are probably one of the few industries that I can think of where people outside of the company actually have a relationship. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, yeah, I know that, that you've uh, done a little bit of research and, yeah. and let's talk about it. Yeah. So it hasn't been researched a lot. We've researched a lot about leaders and followers. Um, we've talked about that on the leadership podcast, but this is people uh, and they don't have to be at the same level. You can have friendships with people who are over you. Uh, that all depends on the person. Right. Some people can't separate friendship and work. Right. Uh, some people can, but work relationships do, uh, according to some research I found uh, relatively re- recently in 2016, they have about six functions. So I thought we'd talk about what relationships do for people. And then I'll try to do, well, you, you help me out here too, but we'll try to talk about both how that happens internally inside of companies and how distributors can do that. So the first one is that friendships, positive relationships help you get work done. That you, you get more work done if you're working with friends. Well, you can be too friendly. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> then you don't get anything done. There's a, there's a curve, right? There's a point at which it drops off significantly. But up to a point, yeah. if, if you're really comfortable with the other person, they just work harder. They, they do more. Yeah, and I've seen this actually cut both ways personally where uh, I've seen people who they come to work with somebody who they get a a job through a friend essentially and then they're a little too comfortable to start and they're not – it's kind of like, ah, he'll let this slide, you know. But then you – especially when you develop the friendship at work, I I think that's a lot of times when it becomes the most – yeah, it kind of enables you to do your best work, right? Where yeah. it helps you get stuff done. Yeah. Uh, and they'll literally step in when you're overwhelmed, right? Right. Uh, this is an amazing thing. So as a distributor, if you've got 100 people at a at an event, yeah. someone you have a relationship with will step in and say, okay, uh, let me take 50 of them to the room next door. I'll work with those 50. You work with these 50. They, they just, they see the need yeah. and they jump in yeah. and try to help. Yep. Plus you can call on them. If right. they don't jump in, you can say, hey, Kenny, will you take 50? Go next door. Let's see if we can't get people through this new app we're right. deploying. Whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and that is associated with job satisfaction. So having people at work who help you means you rate your job satisfaction higher. Uh, Career advancement. So friends will watch internally and externally for career advancement. Uh, We didn't talk about this one in direct selling out out as distributors, but distributors do help each other advance. So this is one that I can see even almost maybe arguably even more in the distributor field than, oh, sure. than even internally because uh, rank advancement is so right. public, right. right? And so it's something that, that you can help push somebody towards and and help them. And so, yeah, I, I definitely see that. And you, you see a lot of celebrating of that. When somebody gets a new rank advancement, it, people make a big deal of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the ways – that organizations can facilitate relationships at work is by celebrating. Mm-hmm. 
we even do minor celebrations um, more frequently, like the rank advancement ones. And those can be as powerful as celebrations where it's once a year. Right. And they'll celebrate the top 100 or whatever. Right. Yeah. And that also has association with job satisfaction. So if, if, if people are looking out for your career, you're more satisfied with your job. The third one is one that there's been a ton of research on, and that's emotional support. Again, I think this comes down to we spend a third of our day with these people every day. Uh, and if we're going through divorce or we have someone die or um, you know, our car is wrecked over the weekend, right? right. These friends want to know that something bad is happening to you and they want to provide you with emotional support so it's it's very strong and i think you can see that in distributors as well as inside of companies we talked about this before but 75 percent of direct sellers are women and that emotional support is something they seek they don't want you to solve the problem they just want you to listen to the problem and say they understand or they're there for you whatever you need even though you don't want them to solve it uh yeah so emotional support is a huge area for relationships and work well and i don't so this one i kind of as i'm thinking about it find it a little bit fascinating just because of the world we live in where so much is done online and so much is done remotely and with kind of large conglomerates or if you live in a big city you know the people you encounter every day aren't necessarily people you know that well and that's where i can see this being even more valuable in in the place that you work or that's where i can really see uh mlm filling a void right is a lot of times these people are looking for a community to be a part of right absolutely right uh if they don't have a religious community, religion used to fulfill that for a lot of people, but it doesn't anymore. Right. Uh, uh, you used to live in the same neighborhood that your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents lived, so everybody knew each other. And that community was a community, not like we call communities today. Right. Yeah, so that emotional support, I don't want to bash technology. You know, Infotrax is a great technology company, and they do right. a lot of relationship things through technology. But there is a lot to say for someone giving you that pat on the back or that hug that has huge relational benefit. Right. Touch makes us feel better as long right. as it's appropriate touch. Right. <laughs> we don't want to be going anywhere where it's uh, uh, scary. But touch, is it, it's instinctual. Babies have to be touched right. from the moment they're born. Yeah, uh, we 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 even have people go into ICU now where they didn't before and touch babies, just touch them. Yeah, it's, it's so crucial. And I think that the people you work with, they're not only going to say, "I'm so sorry, that sucks." Uh, they're going to say, "You want a hug?" and and you're going to hug, right? Yeah, and it's just incredibly powerful. It's hard to say how much you can measure that. Well, it's interesting. I've worked, or I've. Yeah, I've got friends and and have worked with people before that uh, work ex- remotely almost exclusively. Yeah, and I've known people who have looked for new jobs simply because they were tired of working remotely. Yeah, because they like the 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 interaction that comes yeah. day in and day out with being in the same same location. Yeah, uh, and. 
And so, yeah, I think, like you say, people people crave that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's essential, especially if you go home to yourself, right? Right. So if you work by yourself and then you're home by yourself, that is a lot of lone time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta get out to a lot of bars. Yeah, uh, exactly. To make up for that. Uh, the next one is personal growth. And I had a hard time thinking about how friends at work help you with personal growth. I think you can clearly see it in distributor situations, right? right? Where those other distributors in your group really help you. They help you learn public speaking. They help you learn how to keep track of your miles. They help you um, learn how to run a business, how to do marketing. They, they do all kinds of personal growth kinds of things. Um, I guess that's more business growth. Let's talk about personal growth. Personal growth is things where you... I think we talked about this before. If you feel comfortable with who you are, if you have a good self-esteem, you have fewer conflicts, right? Right. So personal growth is your self-esteem is improving. Right. Your exercise is improving. So personal, not work growth. But we do do work growth, but that was number one. But Yeah, and I've even seen uh, in different places, either through friends or or coworkers, I've seen people do like a diet group where they like do meal planning together or I've seen people do gym groups. Uh, I've seen uh, where people invite coworkers to like a class or an external activity that they they wouldn't otherwise do. Right. Um, and can have personal development through that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think there is a lot that, it, yeah, it, it tends to, to spill over. And, and it's one more person that's helping to encourage you and challenge you in a way that maybe you wouldn't otherwise be encouraged or challenged. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you also see it where you get people that you know and this might not be as much personal development but almost like uh yeah it's one more person to to listen to you or give you advice in your personal life right Right. people you work with may not know the people in the rest of your personal life and and so you can almost talk to them in a way that you wouldn't talk to other people and they can give you feedback yeah so yeah Yeah. it is uh, an interesting an interesting element to it yeah uh, so the next one is friendship, and we need friends, right? If we feel like we don't have friends at work, people often will go somewhere else. Right. Uh, I don't know if you remember back to when we interviewed Todd Eliason uh, from Direct Selling News. He said that there's a huge number of people who within the first year will look for another job. Well, I got to thinking about that. I thought, why would you look for another job? What a horrible thing to have to work. You just got a job. You went, yeah. just went through all that damage to your self-esteem with rejections and yeah. got a new job. Why would you turn right around and do another one? I think it's relationships. Right. I think it's you don't have friendships. It takes a year, right? I yeah. always say it takes a year to get to know people right. at a workplace. Yeah. Uh, it takes a year for you to know your job. It, right. And it just takes a year for you to get friendships so you yeah. can adapt to each other. So you have history together. Right. All of that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So we need friends. Uh, they're voluntary. They're, you have to think about it, right? Your family is not voluntary. You didn't get to choose him. <laughs> you have an Uncle Jed. You get, you didn't get to choose him. You got him. 
He's yep, yours, baby. Exactly. <laughs> you, you don't get to choose him. And so there's an element of uh, connection to family that has a little bit of inherent strain to it, right? Yeah. Because you, you can't easily get out of it. Right. But you talk about friendships. They are totally voluntary. And right. you chose it. And that has incredible power. Uh, so those friendships just, they just make your life smoother. Your life satisfaction is just higher. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I never really thought about, yeah, kind of that inherent strain that comes with, yeah, and Because and you can't total, walk out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, but you're a jerk. But there's a higher <laughs> barrier, yeah. There's a certain amount of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, you, you don't want to be a jerk. So the last one is that uh, friendships at work help you give to others. And... You know, this is sort of off the work again, right, where someone has a tragedy happen to them. A group of friends will get together and do flowers and chocolate and send a card or whatever, right? right? It has nothing to do with work, but we know you're going through something. That's that emotional support, but we'll give to that other person somehow. Uh, thinking about distributors doing that, I think distributors, if you go back to the Zingular podcast we did, just talking about designing their giving program to be about local need. Right. That is really so, sort of banking on friendship. Right. Right. Banking on that people have friends and that those friends might have need and we're going to help them. Right. Yeah. So the last thing I thought we'd talk about is just things that organizations can do to facilitate relationships. I, I think MLMs are really good at this, yeah. right? The conventions are all about bonding. Yeah. Uh, the weekly meetings that you have with your team, Yeah. that's all about bonding. Uh, not just about getting the business part done, but renewing that friendship every week. Um, but there's other celebrations. I looked at a couple of the DSN companies that were best places to work. Advocare does a Thanksgiving tenure dinner. Hmm. What I thought was interesting, right? Every year they have a Thanksgiving dinner and they um, give special recognition to people who've been there a certain number of years. Hmm. So they specifically call people out and express gratitude. And it's that's all relationship building. You give them a backpack or 50 bucks or whatever, but that calling them up saying thank you for being here for 10 years you do these things and making that very specific that's about relationship building yeah right because it, it's not just the person who's doing the award giving it's right. that's not the relationship that can be part of the relationship that's built right but what happens is you as an audience member now know that that person frank or whoever it is yeah went above and beyond and they went above and beyond in a way that you would have gone above and beyond. So you you develop a history with people. History is huge, right? Yeah. I don't know how to tell you that the the number of little interactions that add up to create your history in a relationship is, it creates patterns that can get just ingrained very quickly. So celebrations are huge. Um, you can do regular activities. I was just thinking of a few that Infotrex does. The office lunch, fantasy football, March Madness, all of those things yeah. that you just do week in, week out. They give people time to talk, just to talk. 
Yeah. Right. Not to talk about work, but just to talk, to talk about what's going on in the world, to talk about what's going on in their families, all of that. Yeah. And then the last thing I had was that uh, putting people in teams and changing up teams, all of that sort of thinking about teams, but thinking about teams not just as they're going to make a goal, but that if you work in a team and you rely on each other, inherently when you help each other, you're going to build that friendship relationship. It's, it's almost impossible not to. Right. To spend a year on a project with a group, you you now know, oh, I can go to this person. They're absolutely right on top of that kind of thing. You yeah. know who to ask now. Yeah. Even if you're in a whole new team, Yeah. after that, those group of people, you, you, well, you either have a bad relationship or a good relationship come out of teamwork. Right. <laughs> yes, I don't want to say inherently, just because you spend time together, you're going to love each other. That's not true. But you will love some of them. Right. And those people you carry with you forever. They, right. It's, as long as you're with that company. No, I mean, some people are really good at maintaining work relationships after they leave an organization, but not very many of us. Most yeah. of us leave our work friends behind. Gotcha. At least I do. Yeah. I, I don't I don't keep them from one job to the next. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that makes sense. But, it's, yeah, it is interesting to think about. Some people do. Some people right. are really good at that, but yeah. I'm, I'm not one of them. So. Yeah, that's not not my strength either. Um, so, I mean, we've we've talked a lot about uh, about how this affects both distributors and employees, um, and I think even more as we've been discussing it than than when we were preparing for this, I've realized that yeah, those uh, I can't think of any of those areas where uh, it doesn't. Uh, apply for the distributor field as well right. and then you've right. got it being fulfilled in two ways right like uh i mean distributors to distributors is a way that a lot of this right. happens but uh, most companies i've seen they do tend to build a relationship with someone uh, once you get to a certain level you build a right. relationship with someone at corporate and, and i right. think that goes a long way yeah uh and i and it's a real relationship because Mutual adaptation occurs. Right. Distributors change for employees, and employees change for distributors. Right. They call in. They didn't make rank and vent. They didn't make their minimum PV. You might waive that a month. Yeah. Right. Or let or, them place an order after the month's closed. Yeah. Or singular, where in Puerto Rico, they just just waived all of their personal volume requirements. I don't know, for yeah. some series, some number of months. Yeah. That's adaptation. That's relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and that is that is uh, one of the areas that I think. I mean, we touch on this over and over again, but I, I, there are some real strengths to the way that network marketing is done. Right. Uh, and and we see, yeah, MLMs uh, adapt, especially as the world becomes larger and and relationships are fewer and farther between. Right. They're right. they're filling a real void. Well, think about it, right? Um, well, I'm writing an article on the gig economy, yeah. right? And some people have suggested that direct selling numbers in the U.S. are going down because the gig economy is going up. Yeah. Well, why would a woman join an MLM as opposed to being an Uber driver? There's no social interaction in an Uber driver. Well, there's the, the one with the person behind you in right. the seat. But 
that's not a relationship. That's yeah. a that's a, an encounter. An encounter. Yeah. Right. You, you you had a pleasant encounter, and that makes us feel good. But relationships with people matter. I don't want to bash men in any way, but I think relationships are particularly ingrained in how women seek out their world. Right. Right. They just they just need them. Right. Uh, they need more of them. It seems yeah. like. Um, and, and men ha- have relationships. They just do them differently. Right. But women want lots of relationships, and they mm-hmm. have lots of relationships. Yeah. And they keep lots of relationships. And they're often the relationship guardian in your in if you're a couple, right? right. They're the ones that know when someone's birthday is. Uh, they're the ones that know uh, that they don't eat gluten. Yeah. I mean, they, they keep track of all that relational knowledge. Right. Which... The other partner says, yeah, thanks. I appreciate you letting me know. Thanks for reminding me it was their birthday. Yep. (laughs) So anyway, I think there's a draw to MLM still for women because it teaches them how to be business people, but it also helps them personally grow and it provides friendships that they just just need. Yeah. Well, and I think think we'll end it there because, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Well, well, thank you, Nancy. Thank you. Okay. That does it for today's episode of the MLM.com podcast by InfoTrack Systems. I'm your host, Kenny Rollins. I'm grateful to Nancy for taking the time to join us today. We also want to thank Jana Bangeter for production support and you, our listeners. We hope you'll join us again next time.